0: Welcome to today's coffee chat from Planet Fair. Like every week, we're going to be talking exactly eight minutes about the topic of fair pay, which is our favorite one, and about, of course, the fastest way of how we are going to get there. My name is Henrike von Platen. My cup of coffee is ready. How about you?
1: I'm Margaret Bernadotte, and I have my cup right here. <laughs>
0: Super cool. Margaret, it was so much fun on Wednesday at at our conference, so to say, at the International Pay Transparency Conference, that I actually still have it so fresh in my mind, and um, I think we could talk 80 minutes instead of eight minutes about it, but apart from the feedbacks, apart from the good speeches, what was your highlight? I mean, you were on that panel, and I remember we talked about it up front last week or the week before, we shortly talked about it, that you would sit there with AXA and Novartis and discuss what companies do. What was your personal takeaway?
1: I think one of the highlights was kind of how Christine Theodorovis, I'm messing up her name, um, from AXA, really nailed down what you need to achieve um, pay pay equity within an organization. I think she had it like down to science. Um, And I just just really like her list. So at the top of her list, for example, um, and it was a six- six items that you need to achieve pay equity Uh, and at the top of the list was the
0: commitment from the top. Um, Absolutely yeah yeah. that's that's actually I mean we know that you talk so much about it but you can't stress enough that if you don't have the top committed it's just like a it's not happening it's it it will just not happen yeah yeah Yeah. that's definitely number one yeah yeah but
1: there were two things that I um, caught when she was discussing it, Um, because how do you operationalize it, right? So commitment from the top, right? So the board decides to do something, but how do you actually operationalize it? I think that's so important when we set these policies and we actually wanna see progress. So she mentioned two things. So one was um, to make the commitment a part of the CEO scorecard. So literally, Mm -hmm. you know, that the CEO is being evaluated on their gaps or other you know equity criteria and the second thing that she mentioned which i was thought was so interesting and i have never heard this before she you know made pay equity part of the internal auditing so that's another way to you know operationalize this and i think that's you know another way that is very clever
0: actually absolutely yeah And you get, in the end, you get the KPIs at the top that are going to be watched because they want to audit their KPI sets and everything. And we will end up at the point where I want to see the pay gaps as the standard KPI in all boardrooms. So that's where it's heading to. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that part also with Marie Constance who was talking about the GDKA alliances, gender and diversity KPI alliance from Catalyst. <laughs> that one, yeah. yeah. you said there were six points. Six one. So the first if we can make them.
1: Yeah, let's see if we can make it in eight minutes. <laughs> um, the first one was the commitment from the top. Um, the second one was to give yourself some time. So you're not going to resolve all the issues overnight, but you know, over couple of years or three years, you should be able to make good progress. So that was, um, her second point. The third one was, you know, you have to get data. So, you know, to be able to calculate the gaps, I mean, talked quite a bit yesterday about calculating gaps, um, in many contexts, but, uh, yeah, get some data, but I think. You know, those who have been listening to our coffee talk, they know all about how to get the data. So that was the third one. So let's maybe move to the fourth one, which was the budget, right? So we talked about earlier um, in one of our chats, okay, how much does it clo- cost to close the budget? But what yeah. she was talking about was, you know, okay, if this is an ongoing thing and you have a set budget for salary raises, your annual you know, salary yeah. review cycle, so you mentioned the number fifteen percent. So fifteen percent of that budget needs to go towards um,
0: pay equity issues and fixes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because usually, usually we say and we know from companies that the budget they need to uh, to to close the gap isn't that high. It's really really tiny in comparison usually and. I like the part to make sure that the people know, okay, it might be tiny to do it, to just close it, but the surroundings the topics that you need to keep it close, the things that you need to implement in general from measures sides and everything. So I think that's what she meant as well, saying you need that more money for the whole process and yeah. um, ongoing and not only sort of the raises of some wages from men and women depending on how it goes yeah yeah
1: and she mentioned actually that there were actually men also men that got racist during this process which was great to hear um yeah yeah yeah. and you're absolutely right and i think she emphasized so well like yeah you can have the commitment and get time and get data but if you don't have the budget nothing will happen was really you know the message and then uh fifth on the list was communication so, you know, communicating the process with the employees. And I think one of the interesting things that stood out to me when she was talking about how they communicate internally is that they actually, for those employees that are getting corrections, they know why they're getting the salary uh, raise. They don't hide it in some other, you know, performance review cycle, but literally they you know, say, okay, we are correcting. Your salary to keep balance and i think honestly that's easier and more transparent and transparent and um, gets you there faster than trying to hide this somehow in these yeah. review
0: cycles yeah yeah i think that too because it's a process that the employees will actually i would i would go to say enjoy more it because you know the process is like getting everything fair and you know you may it's not about you it's about everybody in the company you see different races and it doesn't really i don't think that it ever goes into the bad direction it's always a good direction if you are transparent on why you get this kind of race because you feel you are valued and i mean that's what we all want a culture where you are valued for what you do yeah yeah yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It, yeah. Was tr- yeah, it was a good
1: panel. I liked it. <laughs> I only did five, there no, are six. No, no, no. <laughs> the sixth, the sixth uh, was actually processes. So, you know, and I think we've also been talking about that a little bit, kind of how do yeah. you bake this into your processes so that you don't reintroduce these biases in your hiring or promotions, etc. So kind of to bake in the equity thoughts into your processes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You want to not do it once. Once you start, you will just keep going. And if you have a process, you have the, like, what do you say always when they implement the, um, like the equality policy and things like that, where you really start to change. I mean, it's not just closing gaps. you always straight away at the culture and then the deep dive into the issues of the company. It's a fun part. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, awesome. that's so really good. Yeah, and that's eight minutes. Yeah, and the six takeaways from Christine Seodorovic from AXA, actually. So that was was a nice one. I think I know how we're going to title this call. And um, as you said, the eight minutes are over, the cup of coffee is empty. (laughs) Margaret, see you next week. Thank (laughs) you. bye. Bye.